0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
1: Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast
2: called 25 Whistles talking Football, and they all are-
1: so yeah, it's
3: stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25
4: Whistles. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code BobbySports to get in on the action. Blow it. <whistles> fired up now. Yeah. Although, it's easy. he wears his glove. Although I just heard you say you're retiring your Cowboys watching glove.
5: And I think so because, I mean, I wore it when the Eagles beat the Cowboys, so I think I'm going to move on.
4: But what if the glove actually made the Cowboys play better? I mean, you can look at it that way. It's just— I, I would only retire it if it's a streak. If it's a two-loss streak, I would then retire two, oh, two loss? it. Oh, two-loss? Yeah, I don't know that I would retire something I felt passionate about because of one loss, especially it's a, if it made them play better— because we're, we're talking logically here. That glove might have made him play better. I mean, uh-huh. they, they
5: did play all right. So. <laughs> he couldn't even finish this. Uh-huh. Sentence. What do you mean? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> He's trying.
4: Well, yeah. no, I, just, yeah. I have things that I have stopped, but I would never just stop wearing them after one loss. And it's a
5: package because it's the, it's the football that Matt Overton gave me when we went to the Cowboys game last year and the gloves. It's a whole package deal. So if I lose the gloves, I'm going to lose the football, and I don't really want to lose the football. I
4: think if you ever hit a two-game skid – that's when you retire it. Okay, I like that. I like that. that. But I just won, because that one it could have actually just helped. You know, It was against the Eagles. Good Question,
5: though. So this week, I don't even say anything, but do I take the glove?
4: Oh, yeah, you guys are going to the Cowboys game. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Let's go! Am I supposed to get you guys tickets? What are are you talking about?
5: (laughs) You said you got us tickets. You even said consider it a gift. No, the gift was me paying for your hotels for the extra night. Oh, my goodness. Kevin... Please say something. I think I do. Reed, we're gonna scalp.
4: No, guys. no, 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 no. Hold on. I think I, what I did. I, I've, I've fallen asleep on this podcast while talking since then.
6: <laughs> 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 it's true. It was the same day, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, I think so. I, I messaged him and he said, yeah, I got you four tickets. So okay, you guys are good. I just I'll just give Mike. You know, you know him. Yeah. Just say hey, Bobby said he reached out. Uh, just put him in your name. I don't think he. I don't think he knows I'm not coming, so I wouldn't even tell hold him. That. On,
5: hold on, hold on. When you say Mike, let him know. You mean like there? Like, show up to the gate and
4: no, be like... No, just t- Mike knows his number. Is con- has his it. contact?
6: Yeah, I'll hit him up. Yeah. I'm glad we brought this up now. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I would have remembered. I would have remembered. It show fine. up at the stadium on Sunday. We're in Dallas.
4: <laughs> I just came from a school where there were kindergartners. Maybe they're four-year-olds. i are not even in kindergarten, so pre-K. I don't know what it is. But they have a special guest day where they, once a year, each student brings in a special guest. And so I was asked to come be the special guest. By the not really the four year old, but kind of the mom and the dad of the four year old. Sure. And so uh, I go, and it's Jake Owen's daughter, who's four. And I go, and I read the Stanley book, and the kids are into it, and we finish. They're actually really well behaved, which I was surprised by, because uh, there were like a lot of them. Yeah, good teachers. And I didn't know how to react at the end though, because two boys, probably four, came up to me and they're like, they said, "Hey, your new name to us is." Buttface, <laughs> what? And I was like, "What?" And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, well, your new name's Buttface." Oh boy. And I went, "That's m- so." I'm just, you know, it reminds me of being young and <laughs> them doing that to me, but in real time, same age. And I was like, "Yeah, but that's my real middle name anyway, so it doesn't make sense." They got so confused. <laughs> oh, you got him, dude! <laughs> I was it's like, smart. I went back in a time machine and taught those four-year-olds a freaking lesson.
5: They're like, "Wait a minute, our middle name's Buttface now." Mine is.
4: So yeah, yeah, to the names, and they were so confused by that, so i just like to shout me out. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> really turning it on its That's head work. there. Hey, a a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of practice. Coming up in a bit, we have SEC Network College basketball analyst Pat Bradley, who is, I mean, he was uh, like all SEC. He made like almost 500 three-pointers in his career. I mean, he was lights out, and now he's an analyst for SEC Network. You a big fan? Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Cincinnati head coach Scott Satterfield and defensive lineman Jawan Briggs coming up. So, we got a real good show, and now let's get to the tittle tattle.
7: It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle
8: tattle with
6: kickoff. Which top 10 matchup are you most excited for this weekend? Michigan at Penn State or Ole Miss
4: at Georgia? Now, you got to know I'm a huge SEC guy, but I can't get enough Michigan. You love that story. (sighs) That's the only thing taking over. It's the greatest story. I can't get enough. I love it. You know, and they've cleared Ryan Day and Ohio State. They were never in it for wrongdoing, but everybody's like, I bet they're involved. The NCAA has come out and said, Ohio State has nothing to do with this. Love it. Ohio State, the family members, they have nothing to do with this investigation. The NCAA is also, no, the Big Ten has told Michigan, we might punish you. And Michigan's like, due process, baby. So, like, in
5: comparison to, like, the American government, if the NCAA is the national government, or the, what is it called? Federal. Federal government. Then the, the conference, the Big Ten is state. like the state government? Yeah, yeah, Got it, okay.
4: Yeah, they're like taking Fika out of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes like sense. You know, whatever that crap is. Uh, Michigan and Penn State, I just, it's just so fun. I love a soap opera when I'm not the one. It, I love watching people on an airplane go crazy as long as the plane doesn't crash. Right. I love watching this when it's not my team. And it's nobody got hurt. Like, like nobody was like, so speaking of Penn State, it wasn't like that kind of scandal with Sandusky where mm-hmm. people really got hurt and their oh, lives gosh. were uh, were just destroyed. Yeah, This is stealing signs, some guy going all spy uh, spy kids on them with glasses. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm excited for that game because I just need more Michigan. Like, to really watch, I think Georgia's just going to whoop Ole Miss. I think so, too. But, man, Michigan and Penn State is going to be awesome. I, I like James Franklin at Penn State. I hope they win. But then if Michigan keeps winning, I'm happy too because let them go undefeated. Yeah. God, it's that's the greatest storyline ever. Are
5: Michigan fans embarrassed by this or are they kind of just, just like whatever? They're fighting
4: it more than anything, as I would be. If it were Arkansas, I'd be like, yes, shut up. It's sign stealing. Everybody does it, even though I really know that what we did is we used technology and sent yeah. people and did and broke the rules. So if I were a Michigan fan, I would just – that would be my narrative. And as long
6: as you keep winning, I feel like you can just keep riding that, right?
4: Yeah, yeah but the story's going to get bigger if they keep winning. If they were to lose a couple, the story wouldn't be as big, but you'd also have lost a couple and you're not in play for the national championship. Yeah. So keep both, it going. Both, yeah, let's keep go. it going. I mean, go I
5: saw Michigan. Dion saying, like, you know, it's, yeah, you steal the signs, You that's a great advantage and all, but like, you still have to execute.
4: Yeah, but the deal is these coaches aren't going to say anything about other coaches for the most part because if they're not signing them, they're probably doing other crap that's legal. Uh,
5: so you just don't say anything. Yeah, you don't
4: really, you know, throw yeah, that's rocks. True. Got you. Got live you. in a glass house. I didn't think about
5: that. That's true.
4: And you don't. You still signs during a game, and that's all fine and legal. Great if you can figure it out. Awesome. But it's again sending people out doing exactly what the NCAA says you can't do, which is having people go and scout pregame at other games. Yeah. Because everybody doesn't have the access to the same kind of staff. And also, the dude's dressed up in Western Michigan gear on their sideline with the glasses that record. It's the greatest. (laughs) It just keeps getting better. It's like a a sketch show. Yeah. Uh, So, Michigan-Penn State for sure. (laughs) All right, next up.
6: Do you think Missouri is being disrespected as a one-point dog at home versus Tennessee?
4: Nope. I was surprised it was even that close. And and Missouri played Georgia pretty good. And Missouri's pretty good. I think Tennessee's better. And I think Missouri probably shot its shot. Blew its load, whatever you want to say. Oh wow! Ooh, nice. Oh, on on playing t- because they played Not Georgia. They played Georgia hard. Wow, another one. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's on a roll. No, they played. They played them. <laughs> they played I got you I got you, yeah. you. I got you. I got you. I got you. That would be, that'd be wild if they, if they played them hard though. That would <laughs> And everybody noticed. The whole team—they had like Viagra in the water. <laughs> like someone spiked the water with Viagra—that'd be quite the sight. I just have this picture in my head right now. Every single not- every player has a boner. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> and someone would go, "You couldn't think this up, but I did." <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I. I think Missouri probably gets beat by a touchdown, but uh, good for them. I like to see programs that are kind of known for not being great, start to be pretty good. It takes a lot of consistency to be considered good. Um, but I like old drink what's what he's doing up there in Missouri. He's an Arkansas guy, too.
6: Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's oh, Eli. Right. All right, what else? NFL here. Do you think the 2023 Steelers are just the Vikings from 2022?
4: You know, that is a, a pretty good comparison because they have fewer yards than their opponents, and they've been outscored by their opponents overall, yet they have a winning record. Kind of what the vikings had happened to them no, last strange. year um but i don't think the steelers are as good as the vikings were i don't think that kenny pickett is as good of a quarterback so i understand the similarities but i'm, I'm gonna go uh, I don't care. How about that? <laughs> that that's a good... Hadn't thought about that. That's you know, I, I'm going to go I don't care. I don't think the Steelers. I thought the, the Vikings might actually, I thought they could win a game or two in the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. I don't feel like the Steelers can.
6: You're almost just waiting for them to just drop, right? Yes. Because at least the Vikings were undefeated, too.
4: And the Vikings were doing it in, like, miraculous fashion. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Was, the Steelers are like. Uh, it's ugly. It's ugly. They play ugly football. It's, there's nothing really dynamic about it. Unless Pickens gets the ball, and then when he doesn't get the ball, he's dynamic. When he's crying, he's not getting the ball. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing about them that's fun. Yes.
6: All right, what else? Did the NFL make a mistake by not flexing the Jets at Raiders game on Sunday night?
4: What a terrible game. Oh, my God. And they can flex, what, twice between weeks five and ten, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. How quickly can they make that change?
4: They could have made the change. A week of.
5: A week of?
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow.
4: Uh, they have flexed no game so far this season. They also can flex the late or part of the season whenever they want. They can do two of them now up until 10, and then later in the season they can flex every week if they want, right? 11 yeah. through 18 or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, so this is a terrible game. I think they gambled on that one, though, a little bit. But they think- could change it now. They could have yeah. changed it two days ago. Sure, I know, but there's still the gamble. Well, no, of- five days ago, mm-hmm. yeah.
5: There's still a the thought of, like, hey, the Jets, I mean, they're kind of on a, on a winning streak. I mean, they could. They lost, they lost last week. Yeah, but, I mean, not terribly bad. I mean, But I,
4: they win it ugly, ugly because they don't have a quarterback. Right. And the Raiders are all, are you I do, wouldn't do, fight do, this fight. Yeah. I just wouldn't. It's, they're two terrible teams to watch. Okay. You worked for the NFL? I mean, no, and
5: it was a terrible game. So the outcome was and terrible. And the
4: game that they won the week before, that was a terrible game, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awful yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And their defense is good, but how fun is defense to watch? It ain't. No. And then the Raiders. So here are the two storylines, but the storyline doesn't equal a good game. The storyline is, Aaron Rodgers, I'm back in six weeks, kind of. You know, he's saying that. He's throwing the ball 50 yards. He's okay. telling the guy. And I think he went on Pat McAfee's show. I was like, I, I could possibly be back in six weeks, which is wild. And that's a fun storyline. I love that. Yeah. Antonio Pierce, mm-hmm. coaching the Raiders. That's cool. You know, last week he let all the practice squad players be on the sideline, fully dressed. He's like, they're part of the team, too. They're doing all the work. You know, he comes in, and there was all the drama with, uh, you know, uh, him getting the job and the firing there and the Patriots and, you know, all that happened. But those are just storylines that don't mean the game's going to be fun. Because it's going to be an ugly, ugly yes. game. Yes. And I just want to go back before this is over and readdress something I've said many times that I am judged on this exact podcast for saying sometimes don't let people hit the quarterback card, because you know what happens? You get games like this. Hmm. You get games.
5: They didn't hit him that hard. It
4: doesn't matter. I'm talking generally. Okay. You get games where your starting quarterbacks are out.
5: How about the rule is don't play when you're over 40? Like, I how would. about like, hey, man, maybe you should. It, how like, old like, is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers? won
4: an MVP two years ago. Yeah, yeah but I get it. But I mean, like, when you do get tapped, you hey, could get hurt if you're ageist. over 40. But I'm talking about in general. Even Garoppolo. He's he's thirty
5: nine. Aaron Rodgers is yeah. oh, thirty eight. Yeah, dang, that's old. He next, turns forty actually next was month like 45, That is yeah. ancient yeah. in yeah. football.
4: But you can't put that rule in, and it's not even the rule. He's not even breaking nah, your rule. No, I you was just did. made up. I was just trying to throw something, see if it stuck. <laughs> think of, think of the teams that don't have quarterbacks that are playing backup quarterbacks. The Falcons. There's a lot. All the Falcons backups uh, better than Ritter. Vikings. Mm. Vikings. The Giants now. Uh, the Rams now. Mm. Browns, it's, Cardinals. It sucks to watch a backup quarterback. Yeah,
6: there's not that many. Yeah. The games are kind of. Mm, right. Yes, week. because yeah.
4: there's so many back. So when I'm like, don't hit the quarterback, you're like, does football. It is. No.
5: <laughs> it is, but you're, it's entertainment too. And we're, That's what and it and is we're is messing first. with
4: it. Yes. Protect the quarterback so the games are better. That's all. That's Tittle Tattle. Thank you. The
8: stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle with K. King-
4: 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. All right, I'm building this parlay myself. Why? Just, I'm just doing it by myself. Wait, wait, but but we're the ones that got it right. Oof. you guys haven't nailed a college win in forever. Yeah, well, yeah.
5: It was my it was my idea to go NFL, yeah. which is kind of your weakness a little bit. So I shouldn't have done that.
4: I'm just gonna win and get us back on track, and then we can start doing it again next week. I that like boy? that. I like that. Yeah, I got confidence. I'm just gonna put it back on track. And I didn't pick games that were super easy. So they're all three money line games, but two of them are super close. I've got Oklahoma State minus, they're minus two. so But it's a money line bet. Oklahoma State, money line over UCF. It's hard for me to go against UCF. That's tough, man. That's one of our our schools. I just got a bet with my head. Not your... Not my heart. Got it. Tennessee over Missouri. (laughs) Tennessee's a one-point favorite. But I'm going Tennessee money line over Missouri, and then I have the Washington money line over Utah. A little bigger spread there, but Oklahoma State, Tennessee, and Washington, Bet three money lines. This right here, I've never been more sure. Of all my sure's, I'm sure, pretty sure there, I'm very sure there, I'm kind of sure there. This is the most sure I've ever been. Okay, I like it. <laughs> let's go. Put the saddle on the horse, ride it in. And let's, mm. ride. let's ride, baby. Let's Oklahoma ride. State, Tennessee, Washington. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users. Use the code BobbySports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 8 hope or text hope Y 467 369
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
1: I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of.
0: and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All
4: right, it's time for the weekend preview. Michigan at Penn State. I want Michigan to win. Because <sighs> of the drama. Yeah. I Because if they lose, it's not as fun. If they're not in the mix for a national championship, the story is not as fun. And the longer the story goes, the more I'm like, that dude's awesome. He is, like, loyal. (laughs) He is loyal. That canary ain't going to sing. Like, you have to respect it. Like, they were cheating, sure. And people are like, I've seen a couple different guys go, it's always been a thing. Everyone should just relax. I agree, but you got caught. You just can't get caught. If they don't have proof, you'd be like, we're not cheating. Just don't get caught. It's
5: always been a thing. Like teams have always sent a dude to where. I don't
4: know about how. <laughs> That's level, crazy.
5: But, yes.
4: But everyone's always like, people have always stole science fiction. Sure. History of time. But yeah, probably from watching game tape or being on the sidelines or. But not sending a guy that was in the military uh, <laughs> a spy that had a 600 page manifesto. <laughs> uh, Michigan at Penn State. I got Michigan winning, Eddie.
5: I mean, here's the thing. Penn State doesn't care about the drama. Penn State doesn't want Michigan to win. Penn State's going to play, and Penn State's good, dude. Penn State's good, and I think it's going to be a real close game that I think Penn State could win.
4: No, we don't. Do what does could. that mean, though? Is we going don't do to could. win? Yeah.
5: Is going to win? Oh, okay. is going to win.
4: Kevin, but
5: but to be fair, I don't think I've seen one Michigan game this year.
4: Well, they haven't played anybody. They had the 111th easiest schedule. Yeah. No, hardest schedule. But now, from the rest of the year out, they have the number one hardest schedule.
5: Well, that would probably be why I don't watch a lot of their games. Yeah. I'm still taking Michigan.
4: Yeah, Michigan, Michigan, Penn State. Okay. Alabama at Kentucky. I'm taking Alabama to win the whole championship. All of it? You're I've been it? saying it all year. Never. Don't count them out. Hey, like Eddie says, they could win. Yeah. Because then when they don't, you'd be like, well, I never said they would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you got me. It's, Dude, Milro, he's playing out of his mind. And that was what the weak link was. At least it felt that way the first. I mean, when he got benched. Mm -hmm. when So Alabama will beat Kentucky. Alabama will beat Georgia in the SC Championship. Alabama will win the National Championship. Against Michigan? Oh, man, that would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You think he'd be in there
6: somewhere, like, sneaking in? No, he's, Stallions, no, you he, know? No,
5: he's done sneaking in. No, I'm
6: just saying, dude. like, a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Glasses. No. come on. He's Michigan's
4: ex- in the national championship. He has to go to the game. <sighs> yeah, he's
6: ex-Marine. He can, he can sneak in. Okay. That's, that's dun, your love. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun.
4: Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Anybody have Kentucky winning? No. 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 <laughs> Miami at Florida State. Florida State's number four ranked team in the country. They're a 14-point favorite. Um, boy, Miami, we really thought there were going to be something for a minute this year, didn't we? Like, they had a little hope. A little sliver. They had a little hope. They don't anymore. <laughs> no. uh, Florida State wins that one. Utah at Washington. Oh, you called this one earlier. Yeah, but Washington. I mean, I just think Washington runs mm-hmm. and runs hard. I don't even think it's a hiccup game. I think it's probably there's they'll be too focused that they'll just beat the crap out of them. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Washington probably runs. Uh, Tennessee and Missouri. Ooh, what a good game! So, and it's supposed to be. It's only. Yeah. A, it's Tennessee minus one. It's basically. Pick them. So, Tennessee minus one. I'm going Tennessee. I think Tennessee really sticks it in them.
5: It's funny. Whenever you see a line like that that's so close, and you think like, well, no, Tennessee's a way better team than Missouri, you got to second guess it. You got to be like, there's a reason why that line is that close. Tennessee wins it, though.
6: Yeah, I'm going Tennessee. You have to because you're a fake fan. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. Well, I got the hat on today. Exactly.
4: Like, you're he's a fan, God, but it's a you're a new fan, and you're not, like, a diehard lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. So it's a positive fake fan.
6: I've never been that guy, by the way, and I'm very, like, self-conscious about it. But you're being that guy. No, but he's I, not. But,
4: I would huh. say it's only because it's a local team, and he's going because it's in proximity, and it's okay to be a proximity fan. What Thank did you, you wear
5: when you went to the Bama game? Tennessee stuff. Interesting.
4: Yeah, proximity fans are okay. Okay. As long as you don't claim you've always been a lifelong fan. If someone were to say, who's your NFL team? I would go, I don't really have one, but I guess if I had to pick it would be the Titans because I live here and I know people associated with it. So I guess I'm just a Titans fan. But that's only because I live here, proximity.
6: So Eddie gives me crap for being a Boston fan from California and then I finally pick a local team and he still gives me crap for it.
4: I don't care where your fandom is. Me being a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, my whole life, I'd watch 110 games of the 162 every But I had access to them, meaning they were on WGN. We all did. My my stepdad was a huge fan. My grandpa, his dad was a huge fan. So it was kind of passed to me. But that's my lifelong fandom. It's not fake. It's probably harder to have that when you don't live close. It's easier to have the proximity fandom. But you can have both. But the proximity doesn't, it's not up there with true. True. Mm. But you're a diehard Boston everything, which yeah. is weird.
6: that's since day one. But
4: did you ever live in Boston?
6: No. and why? My dad from Rhode Island.
4: Okay, so your dad gave it to you. Yes. Got it. Yes. Perfect. Makes sense. Yes. Eddie is a loser for harassing you. Thank you. Thank what do you, you
5: mean? Like this like this week, he's going to wear a Cowboys shirt to the Cowboys But that's game. okay.
4: He's going to a Cowboys game where we are being hosted by the people that run the Cowboys.
5: Correct, but I do have a vision of him changing teams after the game. Oh, I believe he's going to have so much fun at this game. And he's gonna have a blast. That in a few weeks he's just gonna be watching more Cowboys games, but that's more Cowboys okay. games, he's never and then be a
4: lifelong Cowboys fan. Wait. He can be a Cowboys fan through proximity of his friend who's a Cowboys fan. That's you, right? Like no, you. be like a, no, you. Oh. Be like a <laughs> secondhand smoke Cowboys fan.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll know, never be a Cowboys. At fan. At that point, you're just a fan of every team. I'll, I'll root for him the Sunday for sure. Yeah, I, I root for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But not, I'm not a diehard fan. Yeah, I don't not like the Cowboys. I don't hate the Cowboys or anything. Tell
5: Bobby what you're doing.
6: On Sunday? Yeah. With the shirt? Yeah. So I asked Eddie for a sweatshirt. I said, hey, can, can do you have a sweatshirt? Because he gave me a shirt. And I was like, but do you have a sweatshirt? And he's like, why? I already gave you a shirt. I said, because underneath the sweatshirt, I'm going to put on a Patriot shirt. Just so <laughs> my funny. loyalty stays true. So you don't
4: feel gross. Yeah, exactly. I did so that. I still have
6: my fandom on. And then I can put the
4: Cowboys over that. Don't you have a tattoo?
6: I do. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I guess you better I,
4: cover that up. You're not uh, claiming to go out looking for a new team that you're a diehard fan of. You're going to support a team that's having you. That's nice. We wear freaking. BYU jerseys. Yeah. When we go to BYU, I'm not a BYU fan. I like them now more. I root for them, but I'm a Razorback fan.
5: But I didn't realize. But the other day, I was wearing a BYU hat, a South Carolina South Carolina shorts, and a Vandy <laughs> shirt, and like somebody
4: called me out. I'm like, hey, Oh my bad, my bad. You're a mutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Ole Miss at Georgia. Uh, I, I would, Georgia. I would bet Ole Miss covers, but I don't think they're going to win. And this isn't the cover segment. What's the co- What's the line? Ten and a half. Oh, yeah, I like that. They're at Georgia, but I think Georgia wins, but Ole Miss covers. Michigan State or Ohio State, that'll be a bloodbath. Michigan State sucks. I wonder if the, Michigan State ends up hiring. Because you know who they're, they're talking about hiring. Leipold, right?
6: From, is it Kansas? Oh, I, I was Oh, thinking, oh Urban. <laughs> yeah, Urban Meyer. Yeah, I did oh, see that back? a while ago.
4: Well, it's just been like the bigger room.
6: But they interviewed the Kansas head coach this week.
4: Which will be a great hire. Yes. Yeah. Texas at TCU. Let's go TCU. Yes, we need that. I know. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Because we're going to TCU. Yes. That's why. And Next also, week. it'd be hilarious. Not for Mike. Sorry,
6: Mike.
5: Welcome. Yeah, true. Mike, did you go to Texas? <laughs> uh, my wife did. I aspired to go to Texas, but I couldn't afford it. Yeah, I wasn't accepted there. So, But it's so, okay. It's He lived
4: in Texas. I mm-hmm. didn't go to Arkansas. I no, I, it was just a question. But I mean, I, now, but now no. I have, no, you're so judgmental. Yo. You've been judgmental with everybody in this No, 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 room. no, no, no. I lived I don't in know, Austin. I don't, yes, I don't know what's crawled into your butthole, <laughs> but it is not fun. You're not fun today because you're giving everybody a hard time. I was asking him a question. My first paid radio gig was running Longhorns games. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, USC at Oregon. I just wouldn't be surprised if USC. I think USC covers. It's minus 15. Oregon minus 15. Quack, quack. I, I think mm. USC. Here's the thing about USC. They've either given up yeah, or they have a new defensive coordinator, kind of, uh, interim. The old guy's gone. But also, if they really care, I think they can still beat anybody. It's just do they care. Yeah. So I would take USC and 15 points.
6: Does Caleb cry again or no?
4: <laughs> I think he's done crying. <laughs> I don't know. He's I mean, done crying, man. There was one person who I saw the story. I sent it to Mike last night. It reminded me of Eddie because he bet a 20-leg parlay. Come on, 20 games? Mm -hmm. So here we go. His betting slip. You're going to read all 20 games? Well, yeah, it's men's college basketball. And so here we go. He had Clemson minus 14 he hit. And he put 60 cents. God, that's beautiful. On a 20-game parlay to win $248,000. Oh, come on. Please tell me he hit it. So here we go. Clemson minus 14. When I read... After I just say one, then two, so okay. we keep track. Clemson minus 14, hit. One. South Carolina minus 12 and a half. Two. Hit. UConn minus 24. Three. Hit. Tennessee minus 26 and a half. Four. Hit. Purdue minus 19 and a half. Five. Hit. Hey, hey real quick, pause.
5: You're on 5 <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, Are you reading the order of the bets? Mm-hmm. Okay, good.
4: Not my first rodeo doing broadcasting. No, no, no I'm just trying to see. Hey, like, hey not my first rodeo. Hey, what well, crawled up your butt, man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I say Purdue? No. Purdue -19 and a half. 6. Miami -23? 7. Pitt -22 and a half? 8. Virginia -15 and a half?
5: 9.
4: Villanova -21? 10. He said all of them so far. Okay. Ten, He's 10, ten up. Hits. 10 hits. 10 down.
5: And it was how many total? 16? 20.
4: 20.
5: Uh 60 cents.
4: Six. that's it. Okay. Colorado -15. Okay, it's 11. Hit. Kansas, minus 27. 12. LSU, minus 24 and a half. 13. Texas A&M, minus 21 and a half. 14. Texas, minus 30. 15. Hits all of them. He's at 15. He's at 15 deep right now.
5: And, and I mean, most of these are are favorites. These are all minus bets.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he bet all favorites. Big favorites. Uh, Okay, so we're going to go Houston. 16. Minus 27, hit. Arkansas, minus 24 and a half. 17, that buggered. Yeah, yeah, because we were watching that we both got. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna count my basketball wins or losses in our betting. I mean we may do a basketball one later. Oh, because it's a different sport. I did win a lot on the Arkansas. I don't want that to make up for the fact that my football betting mm. has really st-
6: Hey, last week was good.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm climbing back. Yeah. But we're not gonna count college basketball in this. We may do, go back and check it, but um I hit I hit the Arkansas game big. Oh, that was nice. It was nice. But Uh, then I lost um, a bunch. What game did I? Oh, the freaking Baylor. Oh, Baylor-Auburn. I forgot I lost a bunch there.
5: too. a good game. Man, I I went heavy on the Spurs. Plus 20, live bet. 20 and a half. When when Banyama got shut down? This was against the Knicks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we got this, baby. I put 40 bucks on it. We got this. They lost by 21. Keep going. that
4: sucks. Alabama minus 22. That's 18. That's 17. 17. Okay. Hit. Arizona minus 28.
5: 18. Hit. Oh my gosh. Oh my San gosh. San Diego
4: State minus 14 and a half. Oh my gosh. Cash out. <laughs> cash out. <laughs> I didn't say hit 19 yet. Hit. Oh my gosh. cash out! Dude, I am I'm freaking out for this guy right now. He put 60 cents. Yes! On a 20-leg parlay. We're 19 in. He's hit every one of them so far.
5: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The
4: payout's $248,000. Oh, my gosh. The next game he had was North Carolina. They won pretty handily. The spread was 17 and a half. North Carolina won by 16. Oh. He lost.
5: Dude, that's crazy.
4: He didn't cash out.
5: He didn't cash out. Reed and I were just talking about this.
4: <laughs> you don't even have to cash out. You can actually well, hedge? Yeah. 60 cents though. Like what are you hedging? No, it's not the 60 cents. Okay, you're hedging okay. the money that you might lose if you lose it all. Which which is basically which is the, the 60 thing, cents. Which, no, 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 no. Which is what the payout would be. Uh-huh. But you can even hedge the hedge. Oh, I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, let's say you, the payout is 142,000. Now, that's a lot of money you got to go get somehow and bet yeah, it. Yeah,
5: you're calling everyone. But you, but, know. but you
4: can bet twenty grand on the opposite, and then worst case, you only win twenty grand. It's, and then you instead when you lose the one forty, but you bet twenty grand on the opposite result that, that was up against.
5: You understand, Kevin? Nope.
4: Okay, it don't matter. It's
5: insurance on, it's on like your a, bet. It's
4: like a light sprinkle insurance. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's like a half hedge on a hedge.
5: But you need a buttload of cash. <laughs>
4: So that, that, because
5: <laughs> you only had 60 cents to start with. <laughs> yeah, true.
6: So. You know, that was the last 60 cents in his account. You're like, oh, why not?
4: It was just in his account
5: left. Yeah. yeah just well, like, yeah. What I do is I always like, if I have change, like, say I have like $14.72, I'll do a 72 cent yeah. bet. So,
4: so it's even. Exactly. So it's, yeah. NFL games. Let's pick our winners here Panthers at Bears. Panthers. Win number two of the year. We're, this is loading up today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. this will be tonight. I'm going to go Bears.
6: Bears. Wow guys.
4: Do you guys want to do whomever finishes the worst has to pay ten dollars? Oh. Not not three of us. There's not Gosh. a winner.
5: It's just the worst. Dude, you're milking me of ten dollar <laughs> bills. Like <laughs> well, we still have to do that too. Does this contribute to the promises or no? Promises, promises.
6: Oh boy. So twenty dollars total, you're saying this week.
4: If we lose. It, whoever finishes worst in this of us four okay. has to pay an extra ten dollars. Okay, okay out of go. these pick'ems? Yeah.
6: Okay. Just All NFL?
4: Right. Yeah. All right, don't be cute. Panthers at Bears? Oh, okay. Bears? Bears. Panthers. I'll go Panthers. Not okay. a boy read. Are you keeping up with this, Kevin? <laughs> He's like he is now. <laughs> <laughs> you can always go back and yeah. track it. Yeah. Colts, Patriots in go Germany. I'm going to go Colts.
5: I'm going to go Patriots based on vicinity. Shorter trip for them.
4: Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Colts. Texans, Bengals. Bengals. I'll go bangles. Bengals. 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 Saints Vikings Vikings. Uh, I'm going Saints. Saints. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saints. Packers Steelers. Ugh. Packers. Jordan Love. Steelers. That defense
8: is gonna give them a Ste-
4: long day. Steelers.
8: Steelers. I'm getting cute. T- <laughs> Titans Bucks. Reed. Uh, I'm gonna go.
5: I'm gonna go Bucks. Eddie? Titans. Titans.
4: He's a fan. (laughs) Titans. We got that. We got that. 49ers, Jaguars. Ooh. Uh, Kevin. Niners. Jaguars.
8: You got cute. Reed. I'm going to go 49ers.
4: Niners. Browns, Ravens. Eddie? Ravens. Ravens. Ravens.
8: Mm hmm. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: You Fal- know
4: what that means? Falcons at Cardinals. Oh, Falcons. Reed? I'm going to go Falcons.
6: Falcons, but I think Kyler
4: might be playing.
5: Oh, I'm still Fal- going Falcons. Then give me
4: Falcons. Cardinals. Ooh. You got cute. Lions, Chargers. Uh, Reed? I'm going to go Chargers. Lions. Lions. Chargers. Giants, Cowboys. 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 Them boys. Mm-hmm. Commander Seahawks. 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 Hawks. Seahawks. Hawks. <laughs> uh, Jets and Raiders. Read your first.
8: Oh, I'm going to go Raiders.
4: <sighs> I'll go second. Jets. Thank you. I'm trying to give everybody equal I'll first, go, second, third, fourth, and not put anybody up sure. early. I'll go Raiders.
5: I'll go Jets. has a coin flip. I'll go Jets.
4: Broncos, Bills. Bills. The Bills. 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 All right, come on. Bills. Right. Are we done? Uh, yeah, we're done. Good luck keeping track of that. Will you send that? Tannehill is going to be starting quarterback now for now on. They said that, too. They, they Levis. I mean, sorry. Tannehill Okay, the I team. was going to yeah, say, like, yeah. sorry, let me sorry, make sorry. my— ch- okay. on the bench. Levis is starting quarterback. Thank gonna you. I am going to change my pick. Um, okay. Good Good job, everybody. Good job on you. Now let's get to our interview with Cincinnati head coach Scott Satterfield. Coach Satterfield was most recently the head coach at Louisville before getting to Cincinnati. And now they're in the Big 12, and it's like, welcome to your new school, and it's time to go up a classification. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're feeling it a little bit right now, but he's such a good coach and has won everywhere he's been. I do expect them to bounce back. But, yeah, it's like, hey, okay, you get to coach.
9: Oh, you're the Big 12, yeah. sucker.
4: It's tough. Yeah, yeah. So, but you can follow. Coach Satterfield was so cool, so nice, like normal. Awesome. But like a brain, like a scientist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, you can follow Coach on Twitter at S A T T. UC, as in Sat University of Cincinnati. Coach, S A T T U C. Here's our sit down with Coach Satterfield. Coach, this is a very interesting setup. Your office and the stadium is right in the middle of campus. I've never seen a stadium nestled into the campus like this before.
9: Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, first time I saw it as well, when I got hired in December, I was like, man, this is very, very cool. I uh, Couldn't wait to see a, a game in here. And we, of course, when we had our first game, it was a sellout, and um, uh, it's incredible. What's the goal and what brought you to Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, opportunity. I I think, you know, when I think about the administration, I think about our our president here, um, you know, I think about the the things that they've done here at Cincinnati in the past and how how good they've been. Um, And then what we're investing in our program, you know, $134 million new facility that we're getting. Um, We're just getting into the Big 12 now, so we're finally at the Power 5 level, which is, you know, this school has been trying to do for years. Um, So there's so many things that I think is on the up and up, and, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. Whenever recruits considering you guys –
4: what is your reasoning as to why they should come to Cincinnati over other regionally,
9: Mm -hmm. um, let's say, same-size schools. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's a unique. Uh, you talked about our stadium located right here in the middle of campus. It's a very vibrant campus. They're going to get the interaction with other students, which is awesome. You're also going to play football at a high level. Um, and you're going to play in, a, in front of a packed stadium. Uh, you know, I think it's 14 consecutive sellouts now and a crazy student body. Um, you know, so the experience they're going to get here is going to be – Awesome. Um, And on top of that, the education is really, really good. Um, You know, what what they're going to get out of here with one of the best co-op programs throughout the country. So there's so many positives that we can sell. And and it is, quite frankly, an easy sell once we get them on campus. Are you a coach that
4: never stops thinking about football all the time at all? Or can you turn it off a little bit at night with family and a little bit in the
9: summer? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think probably more in the summer. Um, you know, obviously during the season, it's, it's all football. I can't sleep at night if you're thinking about things we can do to, to you know, make our program better. But, um, you know, during the summer, try to get away, play some golf, um, you know, just hanging out with family. I think um, you got to have that downtime. You know, this this job's too stressful, you know, seven days a week, you know. feel like it's 24 hours a day throughout the, the season. So, uh, you do have to have some downtime in the summer. You know, get away and get away from it all.
4: What do you feel like schematically you brought that's different to this program that – that wasn't here the last few years?
9: Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, been, again, i have been very successful the last few years, you know, really known for defense. Um, you know, I think what, you know, offensively is what I've been a- associated with my whole career, been that side of the ball. Um, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're sitting here, I think, 12th in the country in offense right now. So we're, we're able to, you know, do some things with that and, you know, open it up a little bit more offensively. Um, you know, but I think overall, you know, we still want to be a blue-collar physical team that's, that Cincinnati's been known for for, for many, many years. And, um, you know, play with that chip on your shoulder. Um, you know, developmental play, uh, players, you know, you think about some of the Kelsey brothers, you know, Sauce Gardner, guys that have come through here that, that made themselves into great players, and that's what we're going to continue to be known for.
4: If you were the head of officiating, what would you make as the rule if somebody fakes it? hamstring and then they're back up real quick what would you because that's stupid I hate it it's yeah stupid.
9: I, I, I don't know how do you know they're faking well because they're walking oh, coach, and they're smiling you and they're giving high fives <laughs> you can tell and then a signal comes in goes and they go yeah, They just fall well yeah. if they do that and give them a 15-yard penalty I you know I think sometimes uh, like we had a game this like, a few weeks ago where our fans are booing the guy I think I'm from Oklahoma and um he actually was on the stretch and then was on crutches at the end of the game, so he actually was hurt, you know. <laughs> and our, bad. our fans were booing him. So I think, you know, there's a fine line there, you know. But, uh, but yeah, if they're doing what you're saying, then, yeah, we need to give them a
4: penalty. Shouldn't, though, they have to be out for more than one play? Hurt or not hurt, if you go down and you're trying to stop the flow of the game, mm-hmm. you're an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. It annoys me when they're trying to find ways to stop an offense from moving by doing things that aren't defensively a strategy. It's yeah, legal. that's
9: legal. No, I know it's um, you know that that could possibly be, but I mean, you know, where do you draw the line? Is it two plays, three plays, four? You know, and 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 sometimes guys are legitimately hurt and they want they need to come out for a, a couple of snaps, but uh, you know, it is aggravating. A series, it, I say a series, a series. Yeah, maybe come out for a series and then a month and, and that, a month <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole year. <laughs> but you know what? If we do that, then that'll deter them from from getting hurt. Then, or, yeah, then or, you have <laughs> people playing hurt; they do, they just won't
4: come out. They're just dragging their
9: leg behind them. Yeah. Coach, back to recruiting,
5: if you thought about using Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kind of as a, uh, hey, guys, he could do game it. Game. You <laughs> could also get a Taylor Swift.
9: Uh, we've. It's it's just uh, just happened here within the last couple of weeks, you know. So <laughs> never thought about. We haven't got our thank you cards the <laughs> literature yet. <laughs> you know, I know we I know they're selling jerseys, they're selling you know the the Kelsey jerseys and the whatever they call Swifties, uh, you know, back. But it's a lot of great pub for Cincinnati and anything those guys do because they love Cincinnati and, and you know both of the Kelsey brothers, their podcast is killing it, you know, and you know Sauce Garner as well. So there's a lot of great players that have come through here. Um, but right now that that is the hottest <laughs> topic going on in football. I'm telling I you, get yeah. on it, Coach. I no. On it.
4: Coach, as far as when moms and dads or grandmas or whomever the, the guardian is of the kid and, and you're with them and you're meeting them and they want to go play in the NFL, like what can you do for that kid and what can you tell those parents to make them feel good about sending them to you?
9: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one thing you got to look at is history of the program. I know we just got here, but it's still history of the program. I think 16 players were drafted in the last three years out of Cincinnati. So you're going to get an opportunity. You know, we're going to get scouts are here every single practice. They're going to get looked at if you do things right, um, obviously on the field, but then also off the field um, and taking care of your business, then you're going to get an opportunity to go to the next level. And I think that's what anybody wants. And if you have a track record for that, um, then then you're going to get that opportunity. And and we've had a track record of that over the years when I was at Louisville and App State as well, uh, where guys are, you know, going on to that next level. Um, But this this place here really sets those guys up, I think, because of the developmental program that we have. They're going to continue to get better and better and better. Play with the chip on your shoulder, and I think these NFL scouts, I mean, that's what they love about our kids.
4: When you recruit wide receivers, are you looking for still the traditional tall – uh, you know, can can be six three, six four, or will you give a shot? Not more of these five six five seven guys, as long as they have a lot of speed.
9: Yeah, I, I, I like uh, fast guys, I, and I think um, you know, as long as they can make plays, I don't care what their size is. You know, I think as we go recruiting, we're trying to find some guys that are you know your six three, six four that play on the outside, as well as those little slot scat receivers that can fly. You know, you know. Tyreek Hill type type player, um, but if you can play, you can play, and that's what I look for. I mean, I don't try to you know go into recruiting and say you know he's got to fit this certain category. Um, I want football players, you know, you know ballers. You know, this guy can play ball, so let let's let's find a spot for him. I think that's what we try to do more than anything at, at every position, quite honestly.
5: Coach, say I live in outside Chillicothe, Ohio, and I've got this kid. We don't have a football team in our high school, but I got a son mm-hmm. who's really good. He's big. He's fast. You need him on the team. What's the easiest way a parent could get a hold of you and say, Coach, you need to look at my He doesn't son. play football, though? Well, he, I mean, he just doesn't play for the high school, so he'll never be noticed. I know, but he does. if he, he doesn't play for the high school, or does he? <laughs> Maybe he's played high school in the backyard. He's just really good. Or football in the backyard. He's just really good. Well, if
9: that's the case, he's going to have to come to camp. Okay. You know, so we'll have okay. a camp in the summertime. We have about seven camps, and so we'll try to get these guys in. And we get requests, we get crazy requests, emails, you know, and if it, it finds its way to me and, and our staff, but what we try to do is just get them here. Number one, and we start finding their story out and say, like, okay, well, you need to come work out for us at camp. And then if those guys can play, um, we'll find a spot to get them on the team. I don't understand the question. What about tagging him on like Instagram? No, he's never played football though. If what? he never played football, he's, he's going to have a hard mm. time probably making it on our team. Mm-hmm. You okay. know. You know, now, I'm, I'm saying you now, been, now, yeah. now, now, other sports like we've we've had guys that maybe played basketball and never really played football, and then we try to transition them over. You know, athlete, You know, has we, that athletes. ever worked with you? Uh, yeah, we've had a, we've had a receiver that was in the band, was a basketball player, yeah. and, and ended up playing the NFL seven years as a wideout.
4: Look at that NFL! Yeah, but he was playing another sport. You're like, if the yeah. kid's never it, it, seen a shape of a football, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not all high schools have football teams. I thought the question could have been like a, a, a kid at a double A school who doesn't get an attention. Right, I get recruiter. that. I get that. I should have Ball said that. That's, that's the that's dumbest my question you've ever been yeah. asked. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I, I think it's one of the dumbest I've ever heard. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, coach whenever you look back at Louisville and here the color schemes are very similar you'd have to change a lot of clothes yeah. didn't have to change a whole lot the logo <laughs> no, changed yeah, but like you, you can can still wear it the right. same yeah. stuff
9: we went from uh, we were Adidas there and now we're Nike I like the wow. swoosh you know swoosh is a little bit better so um so yeah we had to change that as well and you know as football coach it's funny cuz you know wherever you go coach at you, that's your closet you know so it took a while to start getting the, you know accumulate the gear from here but it, yeah the color schemes were great it's easier for my wife and kids you know all right final five questions
4: i want to go to App State, which was – I mean, that, that was you twice. I mean, playing and also coaching. And the biggest upset I've ever seen in my entire life, you were coaching mm-hmm. it, when you guys beat Michigan. Yeah,
9: yeah, 2007, September 1st, um, you know, incredible. We had just come off of two national championships at the Division One AA level at that time, FCS now, in 05 and 06. And um, we had a young team, but we go up, up to Michigan and, uh, you know, they had just come off a of Rose Bowl. Um, you know, great team, and, and somehow went up there and made a bunch of plays and, and won the game on a blocked field goal. It was incredible. It really changed uh, Appalachian State forever at, at that point. You know, their admissions went through the roof. Um, you know, people were going to school there because of the win. Absolutely, yeah. We we went. You know, and our, the GPA to get into school, like it was so hard to get into school. We had like sixteen thousand applicants for thirty two hundred spots, and so they're going to take the, the highest GPAs. or four point twos are coming in, and like, and so it really grew our school and our enrollment. And, you know, and that you're talking about, you know, just a, a sport of football that, that did that for that school. And then it really hasn't slowed down and stopped since then. You know, and we made the transition in 2013-14 to go to FBS football in the Sun Belt now and to win a ton of games there at that point. And so um, changed the whole landscape of the college uh, at App, App State because of that. Stat- we need a statue of him. I'm going to start that. We need a statue of coach at App State.
5: That's Uh-oh. all. Uh-oh. <laughs> are-, are
9: we going to
4: make that? You oh, to, I'll do like plaster of Paris. <laughs> you ever see that back <laughs> in our class Michaels and get something? Did you feel like that you could actually win that game going up there? Did you feel like you you matched up well with that team?
9: We we did. We did. We we have had we had a lot of speed, you know, and I think um, you know, the the thing that worried us was being able to stop them. I mean, they had, you know, Mario Manningham, they had the quarterback that's still playing in the NFL, they had Jake Long at left tackle. I mean, these guys were NFL players, great players. Um, and we ended up picking them off. I think twice. They had threw two picks in the game and, and kept us in it. And uh, you know, it came down to the end. Our kids made enough plays. You know, we made the field goal. And Corey Lynch actually blocked the the field goal. Who played in the NFL as well? Played here for the Bengals. And um, you know, so yeah, it was just uh, one of those magical days. And um, you know, I get asked about it every every September now. It's it's the craziest upset I've ever seen. Yeah. Like game wise, the craziest the
4: craziest play I think I've ever seen is the. Auburn, Alabama, field goal that didn't. And we talked to Coach Malazan, too, and he was just like, I kept looking for a flag. <laughs> did, after that block, were you looking for a flag, or uh, did, were you just like, that's it, ball no, game? No,
9: we were – I was up in the box, press box, and it was – no, it was it was over. I that's mean, crazy. it was stunned. And then we just walked through the stands from the press box, and everybody really just standing there with their mouths open. What, what just happened? Coach, you know? what's
5: it like to turn on the TV, turn on the radio, and these idiots are criticizing your game plan yeah, or, mm. or all that? Like, what, Do you just mm-hmm. kind of like laugh at that stuff? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they speculate on an injury and they're like you don't even know what you're talking about.
9: Yeah, I mean, it gets frustrating at times, you know, because people really – they think they know, but they don't know, you know. And, you know, and, and we're sitting here, you know, our coaching staff and our players, were up here all the time drawing up plays and trying to figure out scheme to to beat the opposing team and – you know, and then they criticize every play if it doesn't work. You know, every single one of them. You know, and then when it works, oh, that was a great call. When it doesn't work, that was the worst call in the history of the game. And you know, but so you just got to take it all in stride. You try not to listen to any of this stuff. And and now more than ever, you know, with social media, you know, if you want to find something bad about you, you know, just click on social media, you know, you'll find it. and you'll find
4: it. Final two questions. Help me understand. I saw an uh, NFL team do it. I've seen a couple college teams do it. Fourth and one, you're in shotgun, and you hand the ball to the running back three yards behind the line of scrimmage. I've seen it stop three times in the past mm-hmm. week. I need help.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – that's a dilemma, you know. I get asked this a lot because we're a shotgun team. Although this year we have gone under center and gotten, I think, four first downs oh, for, under a, for six inches. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, but they pack. Yeah, you know, the thought is spread the defensive line, but when they're spread, when they're all up in there, yeah. you know, and you, you're back here handing it off, it makes it a little bit no more difficult. No momentum for the running
4: back. He's just standing right. back there
9: chilling. That's right. Well, and then the other thought is, okay, well, if you have a running quarterback, well, okay, you can. Act like your hands to the running back, and then the quarterback and go on the edge. But nobody did that. Everybody? Yeah, I mean, I know it. And again, when it works, it's fine. But when it doesn't, that sucks. Like, what are you doing? You know. So, um, yeah, you just got you got to get, find a way to get a first down to it any which way you can. You know. Do you but do the Jalen Hurts push? We we have. We did. We've done it. I think, like I said, four or five times this year, and gotten. We've gotten every one of them so far. So um, let's just do that. We got yeah.
4: again. I, I think I saw it five times last. But week. I
9: saw this weekend the uh, teams trying to sneak it. Didn't they work. didn't get it. It Didn't, didn't work. work. Now Philadelphia is unbelievable. What yeah. the way they do it. Uh, but but teams have not mastered that like they have. Then I'm limping like right here, like you. These quads <laughs> right here. <laughs> All
4: right. Final question, Coach. Do you have a play that you've drawn up that you one day want to run like a super secret Come trick on. play mm. that that you haven't? You don't have to tell us what it is. Mm. But that you haven't done that. You're waiting on.
9: Yeah, we actually do. We have one right now. Um, that I thought maybe we were going to run it last week. Didn't. So we were, we got it on the shelf, but we're going to pull it out. At some point this year, we will run it. I've never run this play. Um, I feel certain it'll work. But I can't really divulge. Don't divulge yeah, it. Yeah, don't but what's anything. the name of it? Without Ooh, uh, saying what, what formation
4: it's in. Just yeah. give us a nick. Yeah. Firebird. I like that. know That's already going to work. we know, it, yeah. work. Yeah, we know yeah, that Fireberg. one for sure. I like it when he does a somersault. This one, throw him. On. <laughs> <laughs> the backwards somersault. Did you ever do the play where the player would come off the side and like, you're a jerk. and then he takes off running as a wide receiver? Yeah, we have. <laughs>
9: Yeah, I've seen that work high school yeah. level and college level. And it, there's no question because it's you know bad eye control. They think they're coming off or whatever, yeah. and they relax, and and all of a sudden touchdown. Dang, coach, yeah. where does the Firebird come from? Like in the shower? Were you thinking of
5: that? Oh, would we call inter- it that? No no, 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 no. When when you actually come up with a oh play. this play, yeah, where are you thinking about? In the
9: car? I mean, it could be anywhere. Yeah, like in, in three in the morning when you're not sleeping, or or you know maybe you saw somebody else do something similar. You're like okay, well let's let's tweak it a little bit, and then let's do that. Um, Will you I, let us know when you do Firebird? Yeah, Afterward? we'll let you. Afterward. Yeah, absolutely. We'll. I'll send you the clip. That was for you, Bobby. One I of want,
4: this is what, and we'll wrap this here. But after you run Firebird, and once it works, Come on. if you'll just draw it up on a piece of paper and sign it and yep. send it to me, I'll frame that and I'll be like, I knew about Firebird. We'll do it. That's absolutely. for him, Coach. For me, can you find a camera and be like, no,
9: <laughs> to all the kids <laughs> who is, never Bobby played Hall. football, just do that, <laughs> <laughs> Coach.
4: Yeah. C- congratulations on all yeah. your success, your sustained success. I mean, if I would hire you. Yeah. Well, well I appreciate that. Yeah. One day I may need <laughs> you to I you. Like, yeah. like
9: I was looking at
4: just do you just how you've been able to build programs. Mm-hmm. You mean you want them on the radio show? No, I mean okay. anything. Okay. Like yeah. you look at a, if I were a mom or a dad or a grandma, or whomever, yeah. I would look at you as a guy or a coach who goes in and changes the, the, the course the foundation of a program because you've done that everywhere that you've been and i'm excited to see cincinnati which by the way taking a step up at the same yeah. time you came here and now you know they're in the big 12 so congratulations on everything and just a big fan of you in the program
9: yeah i really appreciate that thank you thanks and coach firebird for life. for life let's go firebird let's, fire, firebird <laughs> <laughs>
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it.
1: I never seen
2: a man take care of my mother the way she
1: needed to be taken care of.
4: Juwan, team captain. He's married. He's got three kids. He was an Under Armour All-American in high school. He's a really great singer. Watch him sing on, like, CBS Daytime. It's pretty amazing. When he sings, yeah. Uh, so here we go. Juwan Briggs. Follow him. J-O-W-O-N Briggs. Here he is. Juwan Briggs. you like, one of the warmest football players I've ever met. Yeah, like, as soon as you, soon as you see nice. him, you like, you want to be his friend. But then, is there a switch you flip when it's time to play defense? Like, where,
2: where does the where does the beast come out? I'd say it's and this is funny because I use this term to uh, describe Coach Sad. Actually, it's kind of like controlled intensity. So where you know I might not be fuming necessarily. As soon as I step and put my hands on somebody, you'll know that I'm not the not as calm as you think. What What do you play for? Ah, family. That's just the number one thing. I think it's a. Uh, Chip on the shoulder, and it's also a motivator. You know, a lot of guys have a lot of goals and a lot of wants, but it's different when you have something you actually need to do and some you, people you actually
4: need to provide for. Now, I've been married for a couple of years only. We don't have any kids. You do have kids. <laughs> so, why should I have a kid? I, I say it's one of the most fulfilling things you
2: could have. Because one thing, one way I look at it is, you know, just having, being able to understand that you made something. Something unique that literally can't be remade in any way, no matter what. Even if you have another kid, you know, it's just the uniqueness of it, and then just the opportunities. I'm just interested to see how it happens with them.
4: Well, are, do I, it was really are you leaving yet. your helmet on for the whole interview he again? He Doesn't really know how to have a baby, so. Well no, no, no. I don't want to know that. Baby. No, I'm good. I don't need that part. I don't need that part. <laughs> I know
5: that
4: part. <laughs> no now i feel weird, man. <laughs> so you got your kids can come to the game. Yeah. Do they know what dad does though? uh they know. They know. Like two and younger, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So my son understands the football part, but uh, my daughter, she's just here for the loud noise, and then my youngest son, he's <laughs> that's mom here. Yeah, he's. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for the loud noise too. <laughs> he's just along for the ride. So I mean, other than that, it's all pretty interesting. I mean, he's getting to understand sports. So it's pretty fun to see.
4: You're so well-rounded and I've seen you sing. You're a freaking great singer. And you know, we work in music and I've worked all different formats and uh, we we sing in a band ourselves, but it's like, you're different. Like you're an athlete, you're a great singer. Why are you so well-rounded? Who and what were you exposed to that made you even have curiosity about these other elements? So I say it starts with my family, first of all.
2: So my parents, their parents, they were all like musicians in their own right. Singing, playing different instruments. Then I have four older sisters that were all musicians. Then I kind of got the trickle down effect, I'd say, and then also to add on to that, my dad would kind of always tell me. And it might sound bad, but you know, it was it's good. It's some good tough love that I appreciate. Now he would always say, "Enough is not enough." So that kind of instilled in me the fact that I'd like to be an eclectic person. I like to kind of try to do as much things as I can. And, you know, if I'm bad at something, then I'm bad at it. But at least I try
5: to do it. Uh, you um, how do you? do college life you got a family man you're a football player like do you enjoy college life Do you get to go to parties or anything
2: nah so i actually do enjoy college funnily enough uh, a lot of guys just think i'm just kind of you know the boring dad but yeah i have a lot of fun around here uh i'm actually in my fraternity as well so i have a lot of events that we do with them and then a lot of you know, a lot of times just hanging out with the d-line kicking it shooting the breeze and you know when i have off days and you know i'll make sure the kids are asleep of course but You know, past 8 o'clock on a weekend, you know, coming off a fresh wind. You know, nice step out, have some (laughs) fun. You know, but, I mean, it's obviously nothing too crazy because, you know, you got to come back home and uh, take care of those things at about 7 o'clock in the morning.
4: When you're down, you're playing D-line in a game, like, are you just shooting for a gap and just hoping that you hit something in your gap? Or is your head up and you're looking for – like, your angle is so difficult for, I'm not flexible at all. not much of an athlete anymore, but it's like, I just feel like I would just push forward and beg.
2: What, what, what are you looking for? So the first thing I would say, you know, even before I get in the stance, I look at the formation. And then a lot of times as much as if you study enough, you see a formation that you've studied, you'll know where the play is going. So if the running back is away from me, I'll say, well, dang, the play is probably coming this way. That offensive line is probably going to step my way. So depending on what I have to do on that play, whether it go forward, go to the left, or go to the right, I can then put myself in a good position that way. So say I know the running back is on the right, that means the O-line is coming to the left, I'm on the left side, so they're coming to me. So wow. you'll just go forward and just expect them to, you you to be in the right spot, or will your head be up in your eyes looking for the ball? Oh no, my head's up, and I'm actually going to strike a man. So I'll go and strike the O-line coming to me, that way I have control of my gap, I have control of my man and I'll have to have some good leverage. Then once the ball finally commits and comes my way or it goes that way,
4: you know, I can finally just get rid of the guy and then make a play on the ball. What's the timing on if you can't get to the quarterback, do you wait and jump when he throws? What, so you feel <laughs> nah, like I know I'm not going to be able to get to him in time. Will you take a step back and wait and try to time it? Oh, no, no, no. That's no, the. Of course I'm awesome. no, <laughs> that's no, 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 yeah,
2: no, no. That's no. no. That's, I didn't mean that. a <laughs> stupid
4: question. That's a stupid question. Nah,
2: I think that's, I think that's one of the, uh, one of the things people uh, get misunderstood because a lot of old linemen are nice. But I'm telling you, if you go against the gritty old lineman and you run and then you wait and jump, that guy is going to punch you right in the chest while you're uh-huh. in the air, whoosh, put you right down. You might not want to get back up again. So the best thing my coach always says is just run towards him and match hands. So match his throwing hand, Just try to get your hand up in the way. So it kind of acts as a disruptor.
5: When you've got the open gap and you see the quarterback, are you feeling like? <laughs> yeah, it's time. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: But you got to keep your head on the swivel though. It might be a trap play, or it might be a screen. So a lot I mean, in those instances, all oh, screens, yeah. just like I'm mad. Right those, those, those defensive linemen are
4: dummies. I'm mad. Yeah, I'm running halfback screen. You know, like I'm going to get the quarterback. Wham! <laughs> <laughs> it's not mad though, bro. <laughs> it's awesome. You sneak right through. You yeah. think
2: you're scot free. Next thing you know, you look back. It's a freaking 50 yard game on the screen
5: What bro. about offsides? Like what? Like every time you're watching your team, you're like, oh, God, "Come on, guys! Like,
2: how <laughs> how easy is it to jump offsides?" I'd honest, I'd be honest with you. It's kind of it's kind of pretty easy to do. It's easy to jump, and then it's easy to line up offsides too. Because I mean, if your helmet is like slightly breaking huh. over, offsides, right? Are you there. listening to a count, or are you watching the ball? So it all comes with film too. I, I prefer to just watch the. Per- I prefer to watch the movement of the person in front of me. So I'll watch that. Uh, some guys, if you're right over the ball, you can watch the ball, but. I mean, if you watch enough tape and then you see the tendencies of the quarterback, you'll be able to guess the snap count as well. and be able to get a jump on that. Five year, 10 year, 20 year goals, uh, five year goal. It's pretty it's pretty much all the same for me. And I, I said this when I was in high school. It's pretty much make a nice, decent sized amount of income to where I can live comfortably for the remainder of my working life. So until I'm like 65, then I can retire.
3: Doing doing what?
2: Uh, I mean my degree is in, my degree is basically based in computer science. So probably working uh, in computer science, maybe doing some research. I'd obviously love to pursue music, but I, you know, I'd like to I don't know if I have the, uh, have the kahunas to dive all the way in. music I don't know what kahunas like
4: means to you, but you definitely got the voice
2: to do that. <laughs> what, what about football? I mean, football, yeah, that's for sure. So, you know, just having a sizable income, I mean, that could be a pretty pretty damn big sizable income right there. So we'll see what happens uh, after this year and see how I do and, you know, see where I place myself in April. But, uh, yeah, you know, my goal is pretty much stay the same, just make sure I have a nice amount of income to be able to provide and live
4: comfortably. Last question for you. What do you want your kids to know about their dad?
2: Uh, I want him to know that he's eclectic and that he loves him very much.
4: And he's warm. Ooh. And it's like, I want to be his best friend. Like, I've known him for like 20 minutes, and it's like, I want to have a picnic right <laughs> here. Group hug, share, group hug. <laughs> sure. Come on. Good. There he is. There oh, Yes, sir. Thank you very much. That was, Thank awesome. you. No, that was awesome. it was fun, for sure. All right, who are the pretenders? Who are the contenders? We are more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use that code BOBBYSPORTS. Put that in for us, please. Please. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code BOBBYSPORTS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or www.1800gambler.net. In New York, 877-8HOPE and Wiretext text HOPE and Y-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake, Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. <laughs>
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues
4: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I do want to talk college basketball for a second. Pat Bradley, SEC Network, all SEC in '97 and '98. He's got like a million three pointers. I, uh, <laughs> I think almost five hundred, almost six hundred. I forget yeah. the exact number, but it was. A, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, not sure, yeah. but what is it? It's, it's four hundred. It so almost five. It was right, at almost five hundred. Yeah. yeah.
5: Think about that. That's amazing. I can't hit one. No, exactly. Give me 20 shots, I'll hit one.
4: Keep up with Pat's analysis. Give me 600.
5: (laughs) Might hit one. Make one.
4: Give me – All you keep up with Pat's analysis this basketball season by following him on Twitter and Instagram at patbradley22. Here he is from SEC Network, Pat Bradley. Hey, Pat, what's up, buddy?
3: Bob, hey, what's up, my man? How you doing?
4: Good. A little disappointed. I was watching Baylor and Auburn, and and I'll just be honest, I bet a bunch of money on on, on Auburn, and – it was like Baylor just hung around long enough to like four minutes left in the second half and then just took over. Do we expect Auburn to not be that good this year?
3: Well, they um, they brought back a, a big man, Jani Broome, who is a heck of a player. And they're looking for the next guy to be able to take control of their offense. Typically, Bruce Pearl's teams have a strong backcourt, a strong, creative, experienced guard. Um This year, he's got a kid. He's a freshman, Aiden Holloway, as you saw last night. Actually, it was a couple good freshmen. The kid Walton for Baylor is a heck of a player. But I think with Auburn, they're athletic. They're energetic. Great effort. They like to get out and run. They got a lot of depth. So depth and defense, as Coach Fran Fraschilla called it last night, I think that's going to be the calling card. So Auburn is and will always be a tough out. That was a great opening night game. For Bruce Pearl and Scott Drew. You see, not a lot of coaches want to engage in that type of a game, but I think it's a great learning experience. Now, it goes a long way in terms of, you know, when you start putting together your resume at NCAA tournament, you're like, Well, we get a big win against Auburn or Baylor. So these are important games. They really are early on. Uh, but also you can take that and and it's a it's a great measurement of where your team is at so uh it's not a lot of teams like to do that so I tip my cap to those guys because even they got Bobby Bones on on a a Tuesday night watching games in November when you're usually preparing for (laughs) football hey
4: I hear you but there's I was betting on it so I you know and also I'll just bet the SEC if it's and Baylor to me I guess I just feel like they're not the Baylor of the last few years and so I thought here's Auburn who's always tough and here's yeah. Baylor. I, th- I don't know. I think they were ranked like twentieth, maybe they ranked twentieth before the new rankings come out. Is, is is Baylor better than we thought, or is just Auburn just so young it's going to take them a second?
3: I, I think there's two things. So Baylor had an incredible turnover as well, and they, they uh, I think they brought back just one starter from last year. And you know that program, Scott Drew, what they've been excellent at. He's always been good at, at, at transfer portal stuff, but he's also been really good at getting guys in the program and being able to develop them. So this was a whole new aspect for him as well. And Baylor's got great depth too. So both teams sort of are in that transition period, but that's college basketball. That is college basketball right now is how do you manage a new roster? Most teams have all new rosters. The ones who don't have a new roster, Tennessee, Michigan State, Purdue. And you see those are the teams that, uh, are projected to to go deep in the tournament. But I think both both Baylor and Auburn were in similar situations where they had one or two guys from previous seasons come in. Both had a stud freshman to come in and both played really well last night, Walton and, and uh, Holloway. Um, but that's just the state of, of how you have to be prepared to coach in college basketball now. I
4: was hanging out with a guy who's a massive Kentucky fan when I was in California. So we kind of had this bond. He had a Kentucky shirt on and he was like, aren't you a big Arkansas fan? So we're hanging out. And he, he said, this is our year. But I kind of feel <clears> like <throat> Kentucky fans are like Dallas Cowboy fans, where every year is their year. It just – Calipari can't even win in the tournament. It's been a really bad run. Is there any chance, one, that Calipari isn't there after this year if they don't Ooh. have some postseason success? And then, two, is it their year?
3: <laughs> well, it it is their year every year because – they have the ability, again, college sports, different with the NFL salary cap, college sports, you can bring in five stars, five stars. Think of Nick Saban. He's got five stars backing up five stars, okay? That's the kind of depth he has, and that's what college sports allows you to do. But with Kentucky, yes, I, I understand that Coach Cal and the expectations of Kentucky's Final Four compete. You know, they compete for a national championship every year, but you've got to get to the Final Four or every couple years. But you consider, you know, a, a, the year COVID hit, the year COVID hit, they had a legit chance, legit roster to go to the national championship, win a national championship game. You take that away from him. Next year comes in, it's a whole new roster for him. He's got young guys. Those guys did not take well to the to, to the, everything that was changed during that COVID year. It was tough to practice. They don't make the tournament. Then what happens is the next year, you know, you look back at a couple of years ago, they lose to that St. Peter's team. So I'm not giving excuses, but they were a two-seed when they lost to 15-seed St. Peter's. Again, you shouldn't lose that game, but you're a two-seed NCAA tournament. That means you're a top – you know, that's a top eight right there. So uh, I look at this year's team. they got the number one recruiting class. They've got, you know, I mean, four or five NBA guys very – young NBA guys on their team, okay? So they have a chance. The two most important guys for Kentucky this year are going to be the shooter that they brought back, Antonio Reeves, and a transfer, Trey Mitchell, who's a fourth, fifth-year college basketball guy. Those veteran guys have got to figure out how to work with the young guys because, as you know, there is no way to gain experience unless you go through it. And so those guys have got to help the youngins who are very talented get ready for the SEC play, which is the SEC from top to bottom is 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 probably the the deepest and toughest league from top to bottom. Now they don't have as many uh you know, Duke is the national championship finalist, Purdue, Kansas, Michigan State, um, you know, Tennessee, you can throw in there, Arkansas after what people have seen recently from them. So Uh, But I think top to bottom, the SEC is the toughest.
4: Is Tennessee, in your mind, the best team in the SEC?
3: (laughs) So it's like 1A, B, and C. Tennessee, people forget about Texas A&M and Arkansas. But Tennessee, they are always going to be top three in the country in defense, always. And what does that give you? You are in every game. You have a chance to compete in every game. It's not like some teams who are just average defensively. Because, the you know, now the opposing team can score whenever they want. Now it all just depends on can we make buckets. Tennessee, because they're so good defensively, they're going to be able to control part of the game. The issue with them is they've been inconsistent offensively. Coach Rick Barnes goes out. He recruits a couple of great scorers and great shooters. That's what everybody wants to do. That's the beauty of the transfer portal. We can go free agency, grab a shooter. We need somebody who can run the team. The question is, can these guys transition in their first year to making shots, scoring, and be consistent? Tennessee, they've got the, the the roster for it. It's just the production side of it. We saw last year they had some big offensive games, and then sometimes it went kaput, nowhere. Uh, they couldn't make a bucket. So it would just be consistency in offense. And they're as good as anyone in the country. Do you feel like Rick
4: Barnes has a bit of the well, the Kentucky's new association with, oh, they just aren't doing it at the end? Because Rick Barnes, he's known to put great teams in the tournament, and then pff, they, they tend to peter out. Although, recently, maybe not as bad as it used to be, but do you think he still has that kind of monkey on his back?
3: Well, there's no doubt. There's, there's no doubt. You know, obviously, he and, – and the reason why that is a discussion – is because he is consistently either winning the league or coming in the top two in the league. So he's always there consistently throughout the season. They're there. But the tournament is a different animal. It's like, you know, as college basketball fans and and as, as, as a fan of sports, we love March Madness, right? There is nothing like March Madness, nothing. However, with March Madness, you lose the accomplishments of the regular season. You forget that Tennessee wins the league, and if they lose by one or one possession in the second round, then it's like, oh, that season wasn't wasn't worth anything. But, you know, that's really not the truth. But you're right, and I think a lot of it has to do with Tennessee and they build – obviously, defensively, he's going to teach. He's going to coach. They're going to give you that. I just think when they do have – the tendency to have an off night offensively—that is what bites them. And all you get it—it's just going to be one bad night on offense in the tournament, Bobby. I don't care who you're playing. You, one bad offensive night, and you're done. You're knocked out. Season's over. That's what's dangerous about the tournament. When you were playing and you
4: made almost 400 three pointers at, at the collegiate <laughs> level, did you ever have a night? I want—I want two two versions that it seemed like the rim was 10 feet wide and you felt like you just couldn't miss like one of those in the zone nights. And did you ever have one where like, what is your worst
3: shooting night that you can remember? So I can answer this in, in in one game. So coincidentally or ironically, I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. I made the most threes I ever made in a game. I made 10 in one game. And in that same game, I missed the most threes I ever missed in a game, which was 14. I went 10 of 24 in one game. Now, most teams, you look at the box scores from last night, most teams aren't shooting that many from three, even even in today's game. But Coach Nolan Richardson had gotten ejected in the first half, which then gave me the green light to just fire away, fire away. And we we were playing, the team we were playing packed in the zone – cause we were a lot more athletic than them. So I just keep chunking it up. So to answer your question, it was, it was, it was both. It was the same game. It was like, I was failing it. And then, you know, I I'd missed four in a row and then I'd make four in a row. And then I missed five in a row. Then I missed three, and then make three in a row. So the same night, it was my riches. And, and it, was, it was the best shooting night and the worst shooting night. Shooters shoot, obviously. Do you ever, do you
4: ever miss four or five or six and then be like, man, I just don't have it. Or was your confidence always there? It, it,
3: you know what it is. You after you miss two in a row, it becomes like you you become not not angry, but you become determined and stubborn. That's one of the things that I always say, and, and I'm sure you, everybody can relate to this. The things that make you good at something are also some of the things that kind of hurt you. So I was very stubborn, so I I I, I needed to make keep shooting to make the next one. Cause I could not finish the game or even when I was working out, finish the workout on a miss. So I, if I missed two in a row, I had to shoot the next one immediately so that I can make, I, I had to make it and, and kind of clear my mind of, uh, of missing two in a row. But, uh, so that, yeah, that was the mentality. You just got to keep shooting cause you don't want to ever end on a miss.
4: You ever have a night where you're missing or you can be hitting and a teammate goes, "Yo, Pat, chill, dude. Like, let it, don't shoot
3: every time you get the ball." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kareem Reed used to tell me that all the time. <laughs> little point little little point guy from the Bronx. And he 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 would he would give me the look. He would he would yell, he would in he would say he would say anything to me. We had that kind of relationship where, you know, we cuss each other out. Um and, but he got his point across and he was right. Most of the time he was right when I would just catch it. I was almost like a, I was not even thinking it was just like a reaction, everything. I'd just catch it and shoot it. And everybody'd be looking like, can we just at least try to run a play before you jack it up? Like, okay. And the shot clock, When we don't have a shot, maybe jack it up, but just let us run a play first and see if we can get an easy bucket. Eddie?
5: Yeah, Pat, so, like, these early season games, you know, where you have uh, LSU playing Pecan Valley and, you know, they score 110. (laughs) You know, like, is it an accolade for these teams to score over 100? Because as a fan, you're like, come on, let's go, lay it on them.
3: Oh, there's no doubt. These are the games where you can pad your stats, especially early on in the season because – you, know, you 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 start you have opening night you get 20 now that that establishes you to have you know build up on you know next game maybe get 17 and then 15 now your point per game average is high and the ability to put up numbers and and the other thing too with scheduling you know the like the teams you're talking about it's it's about building the confidence for the team obviously i think for the fans and then the coaches want to get as many Ws under their belt to start the season as possible, especially opening night. I mean, that's just important for the fan base and the coaches. Um, and so, yeah, they, they want to run up the run, run it up as much as they can because even the guys on the bench, you don't know when you're gonna, your next opportunity is going to come to get in the game and score. All right, two final questions.
4: One, uh, Arkansas, you mentioned them, obviously. Massive fan, both of us. It's got to be tough to be an analyst and just analyze without your heart. So analyze without your heart this year's Arkansas Razorbacks.
3: I would say that they are – it's a whole new team. So the challenge is going to be – and Coach Musselman is – is he deals a lot with the transfer portal. So the challenge is going to be figuring out which eight, nine guys that you're going to settle on. Um, and one of the things that they don't have – uh, is is I would say a true post presence. They've got, you know, six ten, six nine, six ten, but they don't have like a back to the basket throw it in the post kind of guy. Which is fine, because what they have is a collection of perimeter guys who can attack the basket, motion offense, guys dribble drive. Either they finish at the rim, dribble drive, draw the defense in, kick out for a three. That's what they have. um but they, their strength is the perimeter in the backcourt rather than that big traditional big guy. Now, with that being said, I don't know if you got, you know, they played Purdue, Arkansas played Purdue in an exhibition game, and they played against Purdue's seven foot four uh, National Player of the Year, Zach Eady. And so they were able to, you know, no one's gonna stop this guy. He's a mountain of a man, but they were able to at least battle with him. So they've got enough length and strength and athleticism. To battle in the paint, so I would say that would probably be the biggest thing is that interior, whether it be protecting the rim or finishing at the rim. Um, but they they play with great energy, great effort. Coach Muss has uh, great perimeter guys, great length, and one thing that they improved from last season, and Coach Muss wanted to, he recruit he, he he wanted to recruit shooting. They got much better shooters this year. There's five six guys that can knock down threes this year which hasn't been the case for the last couple seasons. Can you still fill it up? That's all I can do. I can't run. I can't jump. <laughs> I just, I just sit there. I just sit there like this. I try to make about 125 a day still. Wow. Um, where are you, where are you going
4: to, to shoot every day?
3: Well, that's a big controversy, Bobby, because uh, one of the gyms that I went to, we had two full court basketball courts, two full courts, so there was always a net to shoot at and then I didn't come in one time and they made one of them a pickleball court. Oh, God. I go, what the- <laughs> How are you going to take away my basketball court for a pickleball court? So now there's like, you know, bat- you can't get an empty hoop nowadays. So I'll, sometimes I'll go down to the park, you know, go down to the, 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 the blacktop old school style. Sometimes I'll find a gym where I can get in um, or, you know, you know, I used to sneak into the gym. I'm I'm a master of sneaking into um, all kinds of arenas. There's one thing I know how to get into, a locked arena, a locked <laughs> basketball <laughs> arena to shoot around. That's, you, that's one of my skills. Do you ever run fives at all now? No. La- last time I did, I busted my knee. You know, I got a cut on my head. It just isn't worth it anymore. Oh,
4: man, I would – that would be so fun to watch, like Pat, just not not even say he played ball ever. He's like, yeah, you guys might if I hop in, and then just how tall are you? Pat? How tall are you? Uh, six two, six two. So so he's not so tall that you would go. This guy for sure played at an elite level, and then just watch him just. Bucket after bucket. Oh, that'd be amazing. Unless he can't run, and then I'm like, oh, why did I come? He can't even run. I, uh, okay, so you guys follow Pat on Twitter and Instagram at patbradley22. Um, SEC Network does a great job in studio and even calling games. Uh, love to hear when you're when you're um, you know doing the, the, the play by the, the color on the games too, Pat. So yeah,
3: I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. having fun, entertaining and informing. Appreciate you, buddy,
4: and we will talk to you soon. All right, thank you, Bobby. All right, see you, Pat. See you. All right, time for the end of the show. Um, this is what I have here, Eddie. We're going to TCU. Yes, the
5: Horny Toads.
4: Yeah, on <coughs> early next week. And I have our gear from Charlie Hustle. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Man,
5: it's such good stuff they have.
4: Yeah, they didn't even pay us to say this, but yeah. No, no,
5: no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it because I of cut that. Cut
4: this clip for me, Reed. It's really I good. I'm it cutting it. They do have good stuff. Uh, Charlie Hustle has sent us our, our TCU gear, and they have... You know, a bunch of teams that they have licenses with. And mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff is like retro old. And yeah, that's what that's I like cool. about it. Some of the stuff's obviously new, but like you had a BYU shirt that was like National Champions 1984 or something so cool. like that. So cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of cool stuff. So you guys check out, what is the website where we put our stuff? CharlieHustle.com slash BobbyBones? Yep, that's it. So they have a lot of teams, but the teams that we go to and a lot of the college stuff is up there. CharlieHustle.com slash BobbyBones.
5: Do they do NFL teams as well? They have the Chiefs. That's it? 'Cause I'm looking for a good cowboy I a, shirt.
4: I don't know if they have license to deal with the cowboys. Okay, I'll check. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Eddie grabbed this some some of the stuff we can I will. Thank game. you, man. And then I don't know. You guys I hope you all miss all your NFL games unless I picked them with you. Go Arkansas, beat Auburn. And I don't know.
6: Promises. Oh,
4: our promises.
8: promises! Let me get it. Come on. Also, Bobby, Uh-oh. I was gonna tell you last night Uh-oh. I um Uh-oh. 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 I am the king of not cashing out. No, no, no. Say
5: what you said. I'm an idiot.
8: I'm an idiot. Watch I am an idiot. Out. I placed a $50 bet on a three-leg parlay, these no-name college teams, and my cash out was 1100 and I didn't cash out.
4: Oh, my God. I didn't cash out. It was out. a three game, and you got to 1100 You have, like, yeah, the underdog money dogs. lines.
8: Yeah, 200 dogs, and they ended up smoking the other team. One of them was a plus 1800 they Oh, my God. Smoking, and I didn't cash out.
4: You lose by one. One bet lose.
8: Yeah, it was, and it was like the it's like a minus one twenty was the odds, and it lost. They were supposed to win by eighteen, and they won by fourteen, I think.
5: Did I tell you that me?
4: I won a football game last night. I bet like nine hundred bucks on a football game. <laughs> on
5: a college Are we, a football Mac game. Mac action. Yeah, I like Toledo. Toledo. I like the Mac action. Maxon. Yeah. What Eddie? Me, Reed, and Kevin did a five dollars each, and we did how yeah. many games? Twelve. Twelve 20. games, and we missed two. Oh, out of the
4: twelve, that was to win like forty-five thousand. God, that was awesome! <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought we we're gonna win it. I bet nine hundred thirty-eight dollars on the Bowling Green Kent State game last night. Oh, oh great game, man! Great game. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Before you start going, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Bowling Green was a was minus three eighty, big favorite, and I bet nine hundred thirty-eight bucks on the Bowling Green money line. It's all one like two hundred bucks.
5: Oh,
6: okay. Yeah, so it wasn't. Okay, okay, okay. That's safe fish. You had one of those last weekend, too.
4: Yeah. If, if I've seen a team and, I, and, I, and they're also getting great, and I'm like, they're good, and they're huge odds, I'll bet them. You watched Bowling Green before? Yeah. Hmm. Because it's one Bowl, of those nights? Not that. I get confused. Western Kentucky is in Bowling Green. Yeah. But Bowling <laughs> yes. Green is not in Bowling Green. Correct. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things. You got it. Earlier in the year. So, yeah, I did that. Um, but I have... Let me find it here. Open... Oh, we need to do our our promises? Yeah. Don't forget, I have an Eagles Super Bowl championship where I bet $350 for $3,100. And they're now giving me a cash out over my ticket price for the first time. Take it. No, it's $356. Take it. I bet $350. Um, I do have the Baltimore Ravens. I have Baltimore Ravens future, $250 for $3,700. Leave that one in there. That's a good one. I, I can make a little money on that one now. but only What if stuff? they play each other? Then you're good. Awesome. Win-win. I have the Cowboys, but I, that's not doing great. And then we have the Saints as a, as a morning show. We all, well, there are 12 of us put in 50 bucks, <laughs> So we put in $600. If we hit that one, it's $18,600. <laughs> no, we're done. Oh, I'm quitting. But the yeah. thing is, they might win their division. Just get in the dance. Get in the dance.
5: Yeah, because the night. dance is easy.
4: Get in the dance. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Once you're in the dance, you can tango, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do your
4: Do your promises. Read,
8: I'm gonna go Cowboys minus sixteen and a half. It's gonna be tough, but I want that game to be fun when we go, and uh, so I'm gonna be rooting for them real hard. Did we add a half to that? Yeah, I think so. Oh
5: no, Eddie, man, Bones, I don't know. Reed's an idiot. I don't want to follow that, so I'm gonna go the same. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys minus sixteen and a half. Cash out on eleven hundred dollars. Reed. what was the? I know.
8: What was the payout if you would have hit twenty seven hundred? Which. The that, only reason I didn't is because I kept waiting. It it went to called 12, greed. It went I know. It went to twelve hundred and then it went to like nine hundred. And then I was like, okay, as soon as it gets back up to twelve hundred, I'm gonna cash out. And then it gets to eleven 1, hundred. Whenever that
4: happens, just cash out
8: immediately. Whenever I know you're making deals. I know, and then it suspended, and then I was screwed because then I couldn't cash out regardless. And
4: I was like, Oh man. Sucks. It's terrible. Uh, Sucks. Kevin. Uh my
6: promise. My my team, my number one team, yeah! big fan. Let's go. Tennessee. Double- Go Vols! (laughs) Go Vols! Minus one at Uh, Mizzou.
4: One and a half. It just flipped.
6: Oh. Still, Still, go Vols! Vols minus one and a half? Minus one and a half.
4: And I am going to go with our boys from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Nice. They are a, I believe, five point. Let me make sure. They are minus five um, at home against Wyoming. And I'm taking UNLV. Cool. Wyoming. Let's go. That's it. I like it. Thank you. We're done. hope you guys have... Did we forget anything? No, you're not falling asleep again, are you? No, my head hurts, though. And I got a meeting, and then I got to work out. I just don't feel good. Um, Eddie, do you want to blow the whistle? You know I do. I remembered it this time. Ready? (whistles) Thank you. Everybody be safe out there. Tell somebody you love them. Oh. Ooh. Do a kind gesture.
8: And cash out when you can.
4: If,
5: and, cash, <laughs> and cash out when you can. That's a great advice for you. Thank you, guys. Bye, buddy.
1: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.